Welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. We thank you for joining us today. And on today's episode, we have Senior Pastor Dr. Nida M. Parson. And you know the struggles of life will keep coming. The temptations of life will keep coming. The trials and the troubles, they won't stop. They'll keep coming. So that means we have to use one of our best weapons. And that's to keep praying. Don't cease. Keep praying. Keep believing God for what he said he would do. Coming up. Or maybe they just realized that their job was to pray. And to release in the earth realm what only God had released in the heavenly realm. And if it wasn't released in the heavenly realm, they understood they couldn't release it in the earth realm. But they knew they had the authority to release whatever God released. I don't know. In other words, maybe they understood that prayer wasn't transactional. It's relational. Before we get started with today's episode, we just like to give you the opportunity to partner with us. We like to continue to spread the word of God through these podcasts, through our YouTube videos, even through our Facebook live streams. You can partner with us and sow a seed into this ministry. You can do it by Cash App. That's dollar sign New A, Aliante, two A's. You can also do it by text. You can text New Antioch to 77977. Or you can visit one of our websites for Central Campus. That's newantioch.org or Aliante Campus, newantioch-aliante.org and hit the donate button and you can click the tab and we'll be taken safely and securely to where you can donate and sow a seed. So we look forward to you partnering with us and help us to continue to spread the word of God. Now on to our episode. Anybody feel the spirit of the Lord holding you close? There's this other song that says, he held me close. So I wouldn't let go. It just reminds me of that one-year-old that they think they're holding on to you because they don't understand. They don't have the strength to hold on with you. So you hold that baby close so that the baby don't let go. And sometimes you didn't really have the strength to hold on to God. You thought you was holding on, but you didn't have the strength to hold on to God. Everything that was going on with you, you didn't have the strength to hold on to God. So he held you close so you wouldn't let go. He held me close. He always holds me close to make sure I don't let go. Hallelujah. God, I thank God that he held, he held me close. Amen. We're going to Acts chapter 12, and I'm going to jump around. I'm going to read them all back to back, but I'm jumping around so that we can uh, get the scriptures, but I'm going to exegete this text today, so if you want to get it on your, on your phone or on your, where you have your Bible and read the whole 
story as I go through it, but I'm just going to read in your hearing Acts 12, 1 through 3. Then I'm going to jump down to uh, verse 5, then jump to verse 7, then jump to verse 9, jump to verse 11 and 12, and then jump down to verse 16. But we'll read them back to back. So just know there's some extra stuff in the middle. It'll be there for you on the screen here at New Antioch. We do stand for the reading of the word of God. Welcome to all of you. No other place I'd rather be right now than here with you and those of you that are listening on live stream. Let's go to the word of God. Acts chapter 12, starting at verse 1. Let's read together. It was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church intending to persecute them. <clears throat> he had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. When he saw that this met with the approval among the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. This happened during the festival of unleavened bread. Verse 5, so Peter was kept in prison, but the church was praying earnestly for him. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and shone, a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrists. Peter followed him out of the prison, but he had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. Then Peter came to himself and said, now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were hoping would happen. Verse 12, when he, this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. But Peter kept knocking, and when they opened the door, they saw him, and they were astonished. We're going to start off this message from our last point. Our, last, our topic today was our last point last week, and that is keep praying. Somebody say keep praying. Y'all out there, you with me? Keep praying. keep praying. So this month's theme, as we know, is level up prayer. Level up prayer. And so last week, uh, we learned how to find clarity in the place of prayer. This week, we're going to look at consistency in the place of prayer. So the Bible teaches that we are to always pray and to never faint. So we are to never get tired of praying. Prayer is a privilege. Prayer is an honor. Prayer is a, a, a benefit of working at the agency called the kingdom of God. Prayer is a perk of being chosen. Prayer is a privilege. Every individual child of God has been given the privilege to have access to the king of the universe, the creator of all mankind. Do we not get this? Do y'all get this? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He's God Almighty. Almighty, the Lord of glory, the everlasting to the everlasting. And all you have to do is whisper some words in his direction and he hears you. 
He inclines his great ear toward little old finite, don't know nothing, don't control anything, you. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Do you not understand that you get to pray? You don't have to pray. You get to pray. When others have no way out and no recourse for their situations, you get to pray. When other people are helpless and they are hopeless, you get to pray. There are people who have no one to turn to, no one to answer their questions. No one is looking out for them, but you get to pray. No matter what you have done, no matter where you have been, no matter how bad you messed up, you are never cut off, you are never shut out, you are never abandoned, you are never forsaken. You always have the option to go directly to the throne of God. You don't need a priest, you don't need a pastor, you don't need an offering you don't need a backstage pass you don't need a registration you don't have no waiting list you get to pray prayer is a privilege so we're going to level up prayer by leveling up our consistency our tenacity I want you to learn how to pray with a kung fu grip Somebody say, keep praying. keep praying. So our illustration of this type of prayer is the church in the book of Acts. Now, the book of Acts, the book was written by this great researcher, my guy, Dr. Luke. I like Dr. Luke. And he wrote the book, and he called it the Acts of the Apostles. But I kind of like calling it the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Because the book of Acts is the story of the Holy Spirit and the early church and what was going on. So at this time in history that we read in our text, Jesus has done his part. Jesus is God with us. Who is Jesus? God. So Jesus is God with us. He came down here with us and he lived a perfect life in our place. He died in our place. He rose from the dead. He ascended back to heaven to sit on the right hand of the Father. And he gave us this privilege to pray in his name so that we can have unrestricted access to the Heavenly Father. The Heavenly Father is God over us. And so Jesus is, the Heavenly Father is and then they sent the Holy Spirit who is God in us. So the Holy Spirit, God in us, uh, has, it gave us the job to tell everyone about this great salvation and go out there and make more disciples until he, Jesus comes back to get us and us, meaning the church, we are the believers. And so those believers, the ones who were there at the time, they go into an upper room to pray until the Holy Spirit comes. God in us. And the Holy Spirit comes and he fills them with this great power and they start preaching the good news and they're calling people to God through Jesus Christ and the church is growing and miracles are happening and the word is spreading and people are being healed and they're becoming this big mega church family and the haters show up. Haters show up and they kill one of the deacons named Stephen. 
And, and so the persecution starts up and they begin to scatter. It backfired on the devil because now they're scattering all over the world and, and that just sends the gospel out further and further. But they keep praying. So they keep praying. And then the main guy that was persecuting them, them folk prayed so much that he got saved himself. And then after that, Peter is instructed to let the Gentiles, as everybody wasn't a Jew, let the Gentiles in. So now the Gentiles are joining in and they're being saved. So now just like Jesus, just like God told Abraham, all the nations of the world would be blessed through Jesus. And so now all the nations of the world are being blessed. And the apostles, the apostles were the disciples, but now they've been sent out. So now they call them apostles and the apostles are powerful and they're prayerful and they're working miracles and they're spreading the gospel and the church is vital and it's spreading like fire what an exciting time what an what a successful time but the haters they're stirred up even more now they're stirred up because the devil is furious and he he works through the government to destroy the church mm-hmm ain't nothing new under the sun he he works through the government to destroy the church. He is so mad. The, the devil is so mad. He's so mad about his defeat and his total embarrassment at the cross because Jesus just embarrassed him at the cross. The big dummy didn't quite understand. I don't know how he missed it. It was all through the Old Testament. And, and if he had any sense, he would have, he, he think he's getting rid of Jesus and, and, and he sheds his blood. It's like poison him, hang him, but dummy, you shed the blood. And, and as soon as that first drop of blood fell, all of the sins of the world are now paid for. And now we have destroyed the works of the enemy. And so the devil got embarrassed. The Bible said it brought him to an open shame. The devil got embarrassed at the cross. And so now his works are being destroyed by these church people that he can't stand. So he uses the government to come after them. But this time he goes for the apostles. Starts at the top. He goes start at the top three. Jesus' inner circle. The inner circle was Peter, James, and John. So the King Herod has James killed. On some trumped up charges he made. And then he arrests Peter, the leader, the top guy of the new church. And, and, and Sharonda, I really admire this church for their consistency where there was no clarity. Because Peter's been arrested. <clears throat> now, now, Jesus, you said that Peter... This was Peter, and, and, and on the rock of his confession that you were the Christ, that you were going to build a church, and the gates of hell would not prevail against this. So what's going on here? How can they, how can they get Peter? This is, this is not clear. But they went into prayer with consistency, even when they had no clarity. I admire this group because, because this, is, this is a question that I would want to ask them, is how do you pray for Peter when you just lost James? In other words, God, if you didn't come through for us on that prayer, why would we believe you for this one? If prayer didn't work for that, what makes me think it's going to work for this? Because I got to assume that they prayed for James. 
I got to assume that they held on for James. Uh, they were a praying church. The first time the apostles got arrested, they prayed and God shook the whole house and they all got a refilling. They were a praying church. And even when Peter, even when Stephen was killed, they came back from that. They came back from that so cold that the persecutor named Paul got saved himself. And, and then when the apostles were, uh, every time they got arrested, they were released every time. So they know they had power. They were a praying church so I know they prayed for James but James was killed anyway the assistant pastor has been executed and now they've taken Peter the pastor has been arrested how do you pray for Peter when you just lost James and so this doesn't go over anybody's head Peter represents what you need God to do right now. James represents what you just asked God to do and it didn't happen. So how do you keep praying after prayer didn't work? Can we be real? Can we be real? Let's tell the truth about it. You didn't get the job. You didn't pass the test again. That loved one that you were praying for didn't make it. The cancer came back. The child you've been praying for and holding on for is still struggling. The marriage ended in divorce. You end up losing the house. The success you were waiting for never came. My last prayer went unanswered. Or did God just say no? And God, if you just said no about this, could this really have been your will for me? Could this really have been your will for them? Or, or, or God, are you even real at all? Is there anything to this praying thing? Or does chance just happen to everybody? Is this really just a flip of the coin? Heads you win, tails you lose. And when you win, y'all Christians to cover it up, y'all just say if we win, that is God. And when we lose, we say it's the devil. It, but really, it's just a flip of the coin. I admire them in the midst of that they all got together over Mary's house and they went to praying how did y'all get it together enough to pray for Peter when you just lost James but they prayed with consistency even when they had no clarity. Maybe because rather than seeing the one thing prayer didn't do, they remembered everything else they knew prayer did do. And I don't know why as soon as we don't get something that we want, we forget about the 199 things we've been praising God for. We've been saying he brought me through. We've been telling everybody. And then one thing happened that you don't want it to happen that way. And all of a sudden, we don't even know he real. Maybe they, rather than just seeing what prayer didn't do, they remembered everything else prayer did because they were believers. Maybe it's because they had a confidence. They had a confidence in God that allowed him the option to say no. If what they prayed for did not fit the plan and purposes of God, they had so much confidence in God that they understood if he said no. Or maybe they just realized that their job was to pray. 
and to release in the earth realm what only God had released in the heavenly realm. And if it wasn't released in the heavenly realm, they understood they couldn't release it in the earth realm, but they knew they had the authority to release whatever God released. I don't know. In other words, maybe they understood that prayer wasn't transactional. It's relational. Y'all know, y'all know a transaction. I give you the money and they give me the deed to the house. I give you my credit card. You give me my dress. Transactional. And some of us think prayer is transactional. I give you the praise. You give me my blessing. I give you my tithe. You open the windows of heaven. I go on a fast and you heal the person I was praying for. We think prayer is transactional. I'm like, I'm praying because me and God are making a transaction. But maybe they understood that prayer is relational. And so it's more like, so Father, please. We just lost James. And we say amen to your will. But please, Father, can we keep Peter? We just believe in the power of prayer. We know that you're able. So we just going to keep praying because this is relational, not just transactional. When you think prayer is transactional, then you get mad when you don't get what you think you paid for. So verse 5 says, so Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him, but the church, but the church, but the church. You know, you know how people love to say, but God, we say it like that too. You got to put the God on the air, but God. But God, when they tell their testimonies about whatever situation they found themselves in, and then when the story is right about to take the turn that they want to, then they just say, but God. And and, and I love it too, because but God is a powerful statement. That's a praise point. That's a victory cry, but God. You see that word, but is a conjunction that has the ability to cancel out all that was said before it. So we kind of like that. I was down to my last dime, but God stepped in on time. I was lost and on my way to hell, but God came and he found me. So when we're telling our stories, now all somebody have to say amongst us church folk, those of y'all that's not church folk, that all you got to stay around church folk is we telling our stories and then all some somebody all they have to say is but God and then we fully understand the rest of the story that means he's worked a miracle he's made a way he's fixed a situation he brought somebody out he turned something around does anybody in here have a but God moment is anybody in here had a but God experience do any of you have a but God testimony if you can think about your but God go ahead and give him a praise break right now go ahead and give him a praise break right now but God but but God but God but but God thank you notice this though this verse doesn't say but God this verse says so Peter was kept in prison 
but the church. But the church was earnestly praying to God for him. But the church, there is still no entity on this earth that is more powerful than the church. I don't care what all of you folk think about us church people. I am a fan of the church. I am unashamedly a church girl. People that have an issue with the church are looking at people that go to church. I'm not talking about people that go to church. I'm talking about the church, the body of baptized, born again, Holy Spirit filled believers worldwide. The church is still the best thing going. We are the citizens of the kingdom of God with the authority of the name of Jesus. Nothing in this world is more powerful, more influential, more treasured, more loved by God than the church. No other entity has as much authority and resilience and responsibility and connection to the God of the universe other than the church. So when Peter finds himself in prison, it's the church that goes into warfare for him. In spite of the fact that they had just endured a hard hit. In spite of the fact that they are under attack and they're feeling the loss. In spite of the lack of clarity of how this thing is going to turn out, the church called on the access that they had to the throne of God and they went into prayer and the church is here to fight for you too. The church is here to fight for you too. While you're in your prison, while you're in your struggle, while you're in your personal persecution, the church, this church, is praying earnestly for you every morning at 7 a.m., Every night at 6 p.m. And for this month, every night at 8 p.m. We are praying for you. This church is in warfare for you. Peter was in prison. But the church. Y'all don't run from the church. You're going to mess up if you run from the church. And don't underestimate the church. Someone will have the testimony. Y'all, I was in prison. I was messed up. I was on my way out. I was without hope. I couldn't pray for myself, but the church, the church prayed for me. Yes, God did it. But we as church people, we are partnered with God. We are an intricate part of what God is doing in this world. It is our time in power. It is our time. But when Jesus left and the Holy Ghost came in us for the church, this is our time in power. We we are the most powerful thing in the earth. This is our time in power. The church. So, so, so y'all might not have that testimony, but this is my testimony. I was out of my mind, Nikki, but the church was praying for me. I had lost my faith, but the church was praying for me. I was being crushed under the pressure of my life, but the church was praying for me. I would have died of a heart attack in 2012, but the church was praying for me. I would have quit this by now but the church is earnestly praying to God for me is there anybody in here who's prayed for me raise your hand if you've ever prayed for me raise your hand if you're praying for me thank you church thank you church thank God for the church turn verse 6 it says the night before Herod was to bring him to trial Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound 
with two chains, probably to the soldiers. And the sentries were standing at the guard of the entrance. So they got soldiers. Actually, the other scriptures tell us that they sent 16 soldiers to make sure Peter didn't get away. And so he's bound by two soldiers, soldiers at the, at, at the gate and at the entrance of his cell. And the Bible says, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shined in the cell, struck Peter on the side, woke him up. Quick, man, get up, get up, get up. He said, and as soon as he got up, the chains fell off Peter's wrist. Anybody hear chains falling? The, the chains fell off Peter's wrist. And the angel said, put your clothes on. Peter put his clothes on. Put your sandals on. Peter said, Peter did. Put his sandals on. Now wrap your coke around you. Follow me. Angel told him to do. So it said, Peter followed him out of the prison. But he had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. Because y'all know Peter saw visions. And he was asleep at times. So I'm dreaming. I'm seeing a vision. Peter thought it was a vision. If you would just keep praying. Because you are the church. I'm, this is not just talking to us corporately like all of us are praying for you. This, you are the church. You, you're part of this. If you individually would just keep praying. I am believing that God will bless you so completely. That God will answer you so powerfully. You'll have to say, is this really happening? Peter said, I, I don't know if this really happened. Is this, is this really happening? I believe your marriage will be so restored and so sweet that it'll make you say, is this really happening? I believe you'll be looking around your new house. You'll be looking at your bank account. You'll be looking at that zero balance on your loan account and say, is this really happening? And let me pause right here. My niece texted me yesterday. And on the text it says, does this say paid in full? She was looking at her student loan. And they sent her a paper that said paid in full. And so she basically said, is this really happening? Y'all, does this say paid in full? $66,000. Paid in full made the girl say, is this really happening? You'll be watching your child graduate. Or you'll be watching them buy their first house. Or you'll be watching them marry the right person. Or you'll be watching them ministering under the anointing of God. And you'll have one of them moments. And you'll say, is this really happening? You'll be embracing your dream. You'll be sitting at your desk at your new job. Or you'll be looking at your nice, healthy body. You'll be looking in the mirror at that nice, healthy body saying, is this really happening? You'll be laughing and experiencing a joy that you haven't experienced is this really happening you'll be looking at the calendar and say mm, I've been clean now for a year or you'll be looking at the business that you own you'll be standing in front of the church where I'm standing right now and you'll be preaching and you'll be prophesying and you'll be working miracles and laying hands on people and then you'll be like is this really happening and so many souls will be saved so many disciples will be committed there'll be no room to sit when central get to their new place there'll be no more chairs in aliante both aliante and central are gonna have to go to two services and i'll be standing in the 
sanctuary on Sunrise Mountain saying to myself, is this really happening? Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. So Peter walks out of the prison that was designed to take his life, not realizing that this is really happening. And it says, so they passed the first and the second guards. He up. These two still here. Go through the gate. The two that is at the gate, at the, at the entrance. And then they passing through the first set of guards and passing through the second set of guards until he gets to the iron gate that's leading to the city. And this lets me know, Dave, sometimes God will do some things that the devil don't even realize is happening. The enemy didn't even know what was happening. David says it like this. He'll prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And there's not a thing they can do about it. The enemy didn't even know what was happening. And, and then it says, when it got to that door that had him guarded in, it says, it opened for them by itself. And they went through it. The iron gate to the city. To get them out, y'all know them big gates right before they let you out of jail, you see them on TV, and the big gate, and then you out in the city. Well, that particular gate, it said they got to it, and the door opened by itself. That lets me know that there are some doors, Roz, that prayer open. There won't need no help from anybody else. When you get there, the door will open by itself. I know that they say Las Vegas is about who you know and not about what you know. But I tell you, when you know the right one, God can make some doors open by themselves. The job will just come. The relationship will present itself. The money will just come through. The opportunity will drop in your lap. The perfect resource will come find you. Just keep praying and watch the doors open by themselves and then it says when they had walked the length of one street suddenly the angel left him and then Peter came to himself he said now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything they were hoping they were going to do to me he said now I know without a doubt now I know without a doubt Y'all, when bad stuff happens, when things don't turn out the way we hoped, when you're forced to pray for a Peter situation, when you just lost a James situation, it is so hard not to doubt. When you're praying for something for so long, and now it looks like it's too late for it to happen, it's so hard not to doubt. When nothing that you can see gives you any indication that this thing that you're hoping and praying for is ever going to materialize. Lord, y'all, it's hard not to doubt. But God understands that we're human. He does. God understands that when he decides to do something different than what we ask for, he, God already understands that when we pray for our James situation and he don't turn it around, 
or when he knows that the only way for this to be a blessing to us is for him to delay the timing. Because if I give it to you now, it's not going to be a blessing for you. So even though you waiting for it now and you, you praying, you sweating, praying and fasting and praying, he say, I can't give it to you now. I'm going to have to delay it. When those things happen and it's hard for us not to doubt, he has already calculated what that's going to do to our faith. And that in our humanness, we might have some doubts. Y'all didn't shock him. Oh, Lord. Oh, man, these people. My poor daughter, she prayed so hard for this, and I can't give it to her now, or she not get it on time, and and she's just I don't I didn't know she was gonna walk out on me like that. I didn't know. He already calculated your response. That's got to be good news to somebody. You haven't disappointed him. You haven't broken his heart. Because before he allowed it, he has already calculated what this response is going to do to your faith. So that's like the praise team said, that's why he holds on to you. Because when I don't give her what she wants, when I don't give him what he wants, he's going to trip. He's gonna, so I'm going to hold on to him so he don't let go. He has already calculated your response. And he knows that in that humanness. We're going to have some doubts. And, and that's why I admire this church for their consistency and their tenacity in prayer. Because sometimes that delay is just a test of our faith. Sometimes that no is a test of our faith. They just kept on praying and, and, and kept on praying. And I want you all to just keep praying until you know without a so one of these days, those doubts are going to drop off. My prayer for all of you is that you will know without a doubt, even before the doors start opening, even before the chains fall off, even before the angel shows up. He put it in the Bible so that we could know sometime it don't work out the way you want it to work out. But if you keep praying and if you keep praying, I want you to hold on to that faith and say, I know without a doubt. And so Peter comes to himself. He realizes the thing was really happening and he was going to live another day. I'm going to live to see another day. Thank you, God. And that God had come through for him and God had set him free from prison. And he says, no, now I know without a doubt. Verse 12 says, and when this dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John. This is a Mary y'all haven't met yet. It's a bunch of Marys in there. And more marriage in the Bible than in Sister Act. But all these, this is the Mary of John, John Mark, Mama named Mary too. And, and many people had gathered there and they were praying. Somebody said, keep praying. And it says, Peter knocked at the outer entrance and a servant girl named Rhoda, she came to answer the door. She recognized Peter's voice, you know, and, and, and that day, sometimes you'll see in, in movies about that time they would have an outer door and then it'd be sort of like a courtyard and then they have an inner door. So Peter's way at the outer door. He had the outer entrance and he's knocking and the servant came. She recognized his voice and she was so excited that she didn't open the door. And, and so she exclaimed, y'all, Peter's at the door. Peter's at the door. And they like, you out your mind. Girl, please. <laughs> 
she kept insisting, y'all, for real, I, Peter is out here. You know what we pray for right now? He is out here. Peter's at the door. And she kept insisting. That, so then they got deep and, 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 and said, well, we have been praying for Peter. So it must be his angel that has appeared at the door to let us know that God is hearing his prayer. And, and this, let, this lets you know that some of them were praying more in hope than they were in faith. Guilty. Guilty. Sometimes I really don't, don't, I can't say that I super have the faith that God is going to do it, but I'm praying because I'm hoping. I'm, I'm still hoping each other. That, that's, some, that's some stuff, keep. I'm still hoping on. Uh, I, can't, I can't lie and say I have absolute now faith is the substance of things. I'm glad it's the things hoped for. Evidence is evidence. I got the evidence. And sometimes I'm still hoping. <laughs> so they was, they was, they was probably, some of them was hoping. They wasn't saying, because if they wasn't hoping, it would have been Peter's at the door. Of course he is. I knew God was going to do it. I knew it, honey. I knew it in my spirit. I knew it in my knower that God was going to do this. Yeah, he is. I know Peter's at the door. That ain't what they said. They said, nah, nah. Nah. If anything, maybe his angel. Which lets me know we don't have to do this thing perfectly. They didn't do it perfectly. They just kept praying. They might not have had all of it in that, but they just kept praying. Maybe because it happened so fast, they couldn't believe it. That, that was like quicker than quick. We had Lady Reno said, God, it work quicker than quick. And it might have been a little too quick for them. And maybe it was because who brought them the message? They couldn't believe it. That's a little servant girl. She don't know what she's talking about. She don't know nothing about Peter. You don't know nothing about Peter, your young self. You don't know nothing about Peter. And, 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 and maybe because of them. And maybe it's because God expected it to do it, expected them to do it a different way. They expected God to do it a different way, so they couldn't believe that he did it the way he did it. Maybe they expected he's going to trial tomorrow, and God's going to give us probation, and we're praying that the judge will feel uh, some mercy for him. And, and they did not expect the angel to just go get him. <laughs> and so maybe when God do something a different way, they, they, I just didn't, they, they couldn't believe it. And I've been there, y'all. I've been there where I don't know how God's going to do it. And I expect him to move this way. And, but you know what I tell him? I say, God, my faith is up and down on this day. So this is what I need you to do. Sometimes I just ask God to blow my mind. God, just blow my mind. I don't know where my mind is on this situation. God, just blow my mind. Surprise me. Shock me. Let me sit up somewhere saying, is this really happening? Y'all, Peter is at the door. God has done it again. He said yes this time. And here he is. Somebody grab hold on faith today and just keep praying because God is about to blow your mind. God, anybody can receive that. God is about to blow your mind with your child, with your marriage, with your money, with your house, with your business, with your ministry. God is about to blow your mind. Peter is still outside while they're trying to figure out if this is really real or not. And the Bible says, but Peter kept on knocking. And when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. This line jumped out at me because it, it reminded me of something. Peter 
kept on knocking. What does that remind me of? Keith, ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and the door will be open. Peter kept on knocking. Keisha reminded me of something. What? Jesus told a parable to show that his disciples that they should always pray and not give up. And he began to talk about the widow and the unjust judge. She just kept on knocking. <laughs> she just kept on bugging him until the judge gave in. Peter just kept on knocking. It reminded me of something. The, the guy that Jesus talked about who asked the neighbor for bread at midnight. <laughs> he didn't want to do it. He told him, I ain't getting up out my bed to give you no bread. But if you keep knocking. Peter. Kept on knocking. Andrew reminded me of something. Isn't that how Jesus got you? He stood at the door of your heart. And he just kept on knocking. Y'all never stop knocking. Never stop knocking. Until God gives you an absolute no. Never stop knocking. Unless God opens another door and says, this is the door I have for you. So stop knocking on that one and knock on this one. Until he says that, never stop knocking. Because there's some things that we need from God that we can't take no for an answer. When it comes to the salvation of your family, never stop knocking. When it comes to things you know God promised you, never stop knocking. When it comes to saving souls, when it comes to the success of this church, never stop knocking. If you know what God has told you, if you know that you're asking for something that is in the will of God, and the only reason you're not seeing it is because the devil is blocking it, or it's not time yet, or God is testing your faith, or God is testing your tenacity, just never stop knocking. Somebody say, keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. Every prayer today is a seed for tomorrow. Keep praying. Keep praying. This is the song I taught you last week. Hold on to your faith and the blessings will follow. Keep praying. Keep praying. Every prayer. Every prayer today is a seed for tomorrow. Keep praying. Keep praying. Hold on to your faith. Hold on to your faith. 
and the blessings will follow. Keep praying. Keep praying. We are living proof. Woo, that's my testimony. What holding on can do. That the Lord wants me to pray for today are not necessarily those of you that need to keep praying because you just got to keep praying I can't lay hands on you and make you keep praying but God said the church is here and somebody this morning is in prison somebody's in prison somebody is physically in prison some of you have children who are actually in prison you have family members that are actually in prison and I feel you today keep praying keep praying God might blow your mind girl God might blow your mind Mo but some of you are in physical prison that the physical things that are going on in your body some of you are in prison to pain and you can't get away from this pain some of you the cancer keeps coming back some of you is migraine some of you is back some of you is kidney and, and you're in a physical prison and you can't get out and you don't have any freedom physically meet me at this altar the church is here to pray for you if you're in a physical situation, come on, let us pray for you. Some of you are in a financial prison. You just can't get ahead. You live in paycheck to paycheck. And some of you don't even know that you're in financial prison because you like spending all your money. You like to struggle. You don't want to be disciplined. But if you're living paycheck to paycheck, if you are not sure how you making ends meet, you in financial prison. If you got high debt, y'all can sit there and fake it if you want to. Sometimes people go to prison, don't know it. But if you are struggling financially and you are confined, you can't do what you want to do and go where you want to go. Come meet us at this altar. Some of you are in mental and emotional prison. Your emotions are all over the place. You're up and then you're down. Somebody told you you were bipolar. Somebody told you you had PTSD. Somebody told you you depressed and you can't get a handle on your emotions. You take your medicine and then you stop taking your medicine. You don't want to be bound by the medicine, but you can't act right when you don't take the medicine and you are in an emotional, mental prison. Come on, let us pray for you. And some of you are in a relationship prison. And you really, some of you can't come to the altar right now because the person, you sit next to them. And they think you're grinning and smiling at them, but they got you in a relationship prison. You got to walk on eggshells. If you say something, they're going to go off. 
If you say something, the wrong thing, you know they're going to go back to drinking. So you're trying to make sure they don't go back to drinking, that they don't go gamble all the money away, that they don't go get high again. And so you feel like you're in a prison. And some of you, it's your kids that have you in that. Or it's your parents that you can't really be free. Hold on to your because this relationship has you locked up. But here today, the church is praying, and we're going to pray. Some of you, bring it down a little bit. Some of you, it's a process. First, he had to wake up, and then he had to go through this prison, this door, and then he had to go through that door. Then he had to walk down the street. But we are going to pray that that process for you starts right here, right now. As for some of you, the chains are getting ready to come off right now. The chain, you're going to be free when you leave this office, off of this altar. The chains are getting ready to fall right now in the name of Jesus. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we know what holding on can do. We come against every chain that's holding your people in the mighty name of Jesus. Set them free, God. Make it right, God. In the name of Jesus, I feel chains falling right now. I feel chains falling right now in the name of Jesus. Set them free. Set this man of God free right now in the name of Jesus. Show him what prayer can do. Show him what prayer can do. Show him what holding on can do. In the mighty name of Jesus, touch him right now. Chains break. Whatever the enemy is doing, break it in the name of Jesus. Break it in the name of Jesus. Touch him right now, God. Touch his mind. Touch his heart. Touch his emotions. In the mighty name of Jesus, this woman of God, every chain be broken. In the name of Jesus, set free right now, God. Start the process right now. Let her not be the same when she leaves here. Change that situation. You're so able, you're so able, you're so able, you're so able. Chains break, chains break, chains break in the name of Jesus. Success come, freedom come. Everything that has a bound, she set free from this moment forth in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Keep praying, keep praying, keep praying in the name of Jesus. Break every chain, God. Set her free. Set her free emotionally. Set her free, God. Set her free financially. Set her free, God, in her body, in her mind. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, the church prayed. So even though you're not laying hands on somebody, I need the church to pray. But the church, the church, all of you out there, you get your brothers and sisters on this altar. I need you to pray for them. Come on, church. Come on. In the name of Jesus. I break uh, every fetter. This emotional physical prison that you try to inflict on the woman of God. Loose her and let her go. By faith be healed. By faith be free. By faith 
freedom, 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 freedom in the name of Jesus. Set a free today. Satan, I cancel your assignment against this woman of God. Jesus, in the name, I believe you, God. 
I believe you, God. I will come on, shake it. I believe you, God. I believe you. I believe you. I believe you, God. I believe you can do the impossible. Blow my mind, God. God, I'm asking you to blow her mind. I'm asking you, God, to blow her mind. In the name of Jesus, let us stretch out our feet. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Break him free, God. Blow his mind, God. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, fix this in the name of Jesus. Fix this. Keep on praying. 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 saved, if you haven't accepted Jesus into your heart, even for the first time, or if you need to rededicate, you might be listening live stream right now and you need to rededicate your life to God. You need to come on back this way. God, you got disappointed or you got frustrated and you stopped praying. I want you to invite you back into your relationship with God. Or if you, for the first time, need to pray this prayer. You all pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Come into my heart and save me. Forgive me for anything that I've done wrong. And I'll live for you the rest of my life. 
In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we believe that you've been born again if you meant that in your heart. So if you're on live stream, we ask you to put in the comments right now that you prayed that prayer today and that you are saved and that you want uh, we, we have a book called Salvation One-on-One I'd love for you to have. And if you'd like to be a part of our church, put that in the comments and we will get to you. Or go to newantioch-aliante.org. Go to the connect button and please connect with us. You need a church home. And if you're here in our sanctuary and you prayed that prayer today or you rededicated or got say, or said it for the first time today and accept the Lord to your heart, just raise your hand where you are. If you said that prayer today, and you meant it in your heart. Anybody? Make sure I don't want to miss anybody. If you'd like to have a church home, if you know this is where God is planting you, you know that the word is here and prayer is here. This place will change your life. I got a witness. This place will change your life because God is here. We would love to be your church family. And so if you want to join our church, you can raise your hand now. Or there is a table right outside. When you leave today, just go and say, I'm ready to be signed up to be a member here in New Antioch. We would love to have you. This is a great place for God to work a miracle in your life. Amen. 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 Pastor Rene, you can come and dismiss us. I'm sorry. That's our service for today. The only thing we want to add is that at 8 p.m. every night, we are dropping everything and pray. We call it going deep. Drop everything and pray. So set your clock. It's been so beautiful no matter where we are. Those alarms start going off at 8 o'clock. Oh, and let me tell you what happened last night. So at 8 o'clock, uh, Sunrise Christian Fellowship was getting their first convert to be saved. And when we brought her up, it's when the alarms went off. So at 8 o'clock last night, when the alarms went off, we dropped everything, but this was our prayer. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Come into my heart. It was wonderful. Uh, and so God is still adding to the church. So continue to pray for that just one. Continue to pray as we continue to add. So we had two this morning at Central. That's three for the weekend already of God saving. So God, just one at a time, God, to save them. I don't care. You can do 50 at a time. That sounds good to me too. Amen. Pastor is coming at this time. keep praying keep praying somebody just has to keep praying I've been praying on some things and I can't wait because I got a testimony oh God has showed me and I'm like for real God he showed me and he keeps showing me and I'm just telling you, when I have a testimony I'm gonna run around this church about 12 times and then I'm gonna take it outside and I'm gonna run around again I got a testimony because I trust God I trust him even when it didn't look like he was going to do anything even when it didn't look like things was changing I continue to stay in prayer and God shows up I love it when he shows up Monique I love it when he shows up so that is my prayer for each and every one of you you just got to do something different and if that praying working for you then go back to the Bible and pray one of his prayers and if that's not praying for you go back and pray one of Moses prayer if that don't work go back and find another prayer but just don't stop praying just don't stop praying. So I believe that's all our announcements, and this is the end of our service. Go ahead and stand, and I'm going to pray you out so you can enjoy the rest of your week. Father God, we just thank you, God. 
God, we thank you for your love, God. We thank you for continuing to keep in your arms around us day after day, God. We thank you for mercy and we thank you for grace, God. God, we thank you for the privilege of prayer, God, the position of prayer, God, the space to prayer, oh God. God, I pray a covering over each and every person in this room right now, oh God, that you would hold them and keep them this week, God, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper, oh God. God, that you would open up yourself even more to them, God, that you would show yourself strong in their life, oh God. I pray for prayers to be answered this week, God. I pray, oh God, that you would start to blow somebody's mind this week, God. God, I pray, oh God, that you would touch them even more, God, and let them know, oh God, that yet you're still standing on the prayer that they first gave to you, oh God. I praise you in advance now. I praise you for the victory now, God. I praise you for the glory now, God, for every soul and every salvation, oh God, that you would yet allow us, oh God, to be a part of, oh God. Thank you for victory, God. Thank you for covering, God. Thank you for health and strength, God. Thank you for peace this week, God. God, thank you for abundance, God. Thank you for every bill that you're going to pay, God. Thank you, oh God, because you're doing it, oh God, on our behalf, oh God, and we bless you and we thank you in advance, God. We bless you and we thank you in advance. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. God bless you all. Have a wonderful week. central campus at newantioch.org that's n-e-w-a-n-t-i-o-c-h dot org or for our Aliante campus you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org that's n-e-w-a-n-t-i-o-c-h dash a-l-i-a-n-t-e if you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry you can do so by texting newantioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus or for Central Campus, it's New Antioch Central at 77977.